Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talking! 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 Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Greetings to a Yellow Army podcast on a chilly day. It's St Andrew's Day, Richard. It is. Uh, all the Scottish in my house are out. Actually, no, there's one in, there's one in his bedroom. Oh, yeah. See, mm. there's celebrations in your house for yeah. St Andrew's Day. Yeah, uh, we're holding celebrations tomorrow for the 1st of December when the tree's going up. Is it? Yeah. That's early. Controversial. Well, St Andrew's Day greetings to um, listeners north of the border, Gladys and all the other listeners north of the border. Um, thought about some Scottish ex-girls. I thought about Martin Gritton, of course, your mate, David Martin Graham, David the G-Force, Graham. as they were known. Uh, Martin Gritton is Glaswegian. David Graham from Edinburgh. Willie Brown from Falkirk. Oh. Andy Proven from Greenock. Oh. Jim McNichol, yes. another Glaswegian. Uh, but the goat of the Scottish players, Dave okay. Caldwell from of Aberdeen. Course. Of course, and probably sometimes bothers listening to this this podcast because he still keeps up with the goals. He certainly does, but I I have no hesitation in calling Dave Caldwell the goat. (laughs) We'll we'll see if he um, was that reference to his hair back in the day. (laughs) No, he did have a bit of a mullet going on. He did, yeah, yeah. Not sure if he's got it anymore. But happy St Andrew's Day. We've got loads to get through on the podcast. We'll go off in a few minutes. You've been at the press conference this morning. A very eventful press conference, yes. I haven't because I've been covering a South Ham's District Council Executive Committee meeting this morning. Rudy is is delighted for you. Absolutely. We are in my kitchen, by the way. We haven't been in here for a while. We haven't. That's what kept me away from the press conference this morning. So you're going to have to fill me in on the details. We'll talk a little bit later on about um, statements from the owners, about statements. protests, about protests. forums, about it's like what we've got news to talk about. And about Callum Dolan. Callum Dolan. Oh, should we? I mean, is this a spoiler? Well, hopefully, Daniel's put the story up. Daniel. Tell us what's yeah. happened, uh, then, Rich. Callum, Callum Dolan has gone back to Fleetwood. Um, I'm gutted. Yeah. Uh, the 28-day recall yeah. uh, has kicked in and he's gone home. One, of, I mean, possibly our best player in the last couple of games while Tom Lapsley's been absent. Yeah, the good, thought good job of Tom Lapsley's him, back, isn't it? The thought of him and Tom Lapsley playing together against Tombridge and Weymouth was actually 
quite thrilling, quite thrilling excitingly for, for the yeah, uh, the yeah. next few days. But no, he's, what a player he is, Callum yeah. Dolan. Um, I hope he gets on well back at Fleetwood. We'll talk about him a bit later on, but we'll talk about all of these things yes. a bit later on. A big move for Truro as well, mm. and some FA Vars action coming up this week. All exciting. We'll come back to all of that, uh, but first we'll go over to the press conference and we will talk to you again on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, two performances on the road in this last week, uh, two very different performances as well, a kind of underperformance against Dartford, but um, put right in, in, in style against Eastbourne on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's the uh, nature of the game, I suppose, that um, you know, within the space of a, you know, a few days that you can um, you know, play well, um, at, uh, when we went, played well first of all, and then a few days later, play not so well. But that's football because you've got an opposition always that's trying to stop your patterns, your thoughts, and then trying to put their uh, their game onto you. Um, I thought we played you know, really well at Haven to get a result there. It was a sort of dogged performance, and then uh, we had the the poor game. And then a good game at uh, Eastbourne. Um, and I was pleased with the way we played, really pleased. That was, that's how we, we train, that's how we work to try and get them to that level of passing and moving. Um, and it, it showed on the day. And I was really pleased. And hopefully, people would have seen what we're trying to achieve on the uh, streaming and, you know, and obviously, people that were there. Uh, that, you know, that's what we're, we're trying to achieve, but we're just a little bit inconsistent, but it put us up six places in the league and gave you know, us four more goals. So um, all in all, other than the coach breaking down, it was a, a good day. Um, Tuesday night, it was one of those rare occasions where you got not one, but four quality goal of the month contenders, you would say, by, yeah. by, uh, by obviously Callum, Brett and uh, Brad. Yeah, they were, all, they were all very good strikes, weren't they? Fantastic strikes. And we did, we are asking them to you know, get more shots in. And uh, all of them were, were not just booted in the direction of the goal. They actually had a little theme about them, you know, like you know, Brad's one, he, he sort of chopped out and put pace on it and it sort of dipped. Uh, Brett, Brett's one dip from the from the free kick. Um, uh, it was a great strike from uh, Dolan. Um, he's hit that across the keeper. And then uh, what was the other one? Was Brett's one where he he just left it in the corner. That was a great strike. So yeah, four really good goals. And to be honest, there was a lot of other opportunities. I stopped you at the crossbar from a shot. Lewis had a couple saves. So. When you put all those shots together, like we do sometimes to, to show them, you can see it was quite potent on the day. Now, Eastbourne have been struggling recently, and people were saying they were down to 10 men, but we were 2 0 up by that point anyway. And even when you made the changes, the players that you brought on came into the game and just and just slotted in seamlessly. Yeah, they did. We, we had a, um, I think they came out and they had five minutes, if you like, but we. We took over the game, scored the two goals, and I think that um, they were getting frustrated, that's for sure, because they wasn't really getting anywhere near us, and we were creating chances and already turning up. So there was a bit of frustration. It was a 
couple of tackles, a couple of yellow cards, and the lad got sent off. Um, but as you know, it's, it's not always easy to break down ten men because they, uh, they have less feeling about getting forward, um, and they just sit in a bit. To be fair to them, they didn't. They, they tried to keep going, um, and then we was able to find the gaps, and you've still got to play well to find those gaps, pass and move, and have the opportunities that we had. You know, we had a penalty, 100% penalty decision where Stubbsy had a header at the far post and the lad stuck his arm out, but uh, that wasn't given. But anyway, can't complain because it was a very good, uh, very good result after a very, very long, uh, long trip. Two games on the road are now followed by two games at Playmore. Next Tuesday, the rearranged game against Weymouth. Beginning this weekend, though, with uh, a tough fixture against the Tonbridge Angels side, um, three places but only one point behind us, and, and having a good season, so a really tough test for, uh, for United. Yeah, so. they're they're in they're in good form, Tonbridge. Uh, I think they I don't think they've been beat in the last seven games, and um, and they 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 look strong. You know, they've got a striker in form, if you like. It's quite dangerous, but um, you know, we've had a look at them and. Um, most of the thoughts is you've got to do what you can do against them, show your strengths, and that will show their weaknesses. And they'll be saying the same to their team. But uh, we mustn't forget there's always two teams out there and uh, both trying to spoil the opposition's tactics and, uh, and trying to win the game. And that's what we've got to do. We're looking forward to it. Uh, two home games because we've had a um, couple of tough away games. and. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to you know, play the football that we played uh, against Eastbourne at home in, in front of a few thousand of our, of our fans. Do you get a sense when you're standing on the touchline watching the start of a game, which way it's going? Because you said about the consistency. Can you yeah. tell quite early on, oh, Grubby, this is one of those games or they're on it today? You, you look at it that way, that's for sure. But yeah. what you know is for experience, that it changes, you know, like that. You know, somebody hits a big tackle, um, drives with it, you know, and all of a sudden you're back in the game and you think, oh, we are up for it, you know what I mean? But our lads are never not up for it, never. Um, and they're, they're always up for it. And despite what the comments that you hear, um, we work very hard on, on what we're, we're trying to do as a group, as a football team. And uh, we work on we work on it obviously every, every day, um, and but you know whether you're whatever team you are, um, however well you're doing or however bad you're doing, you know that within a game there's good bits, and then there's bits where the opposition have their bit of time. So when you say say for instance we had 70-30 possession um, in our favour, they've had 30. So sometimes that 30 presents itself in parts of the game, but you would say that the team with 70-30 possession should win the game, and that's what we, we, we did. But it's sometimes not like that, especially when we was at home early on and we had a few games where we had a lot of possession, but lost the game. You know, you've got to put both together. But within, within a game, you never get 100% everything right, otherwise you'd be coming out 15-0 winners every week. Maybe that's what people want, I don't know. You took Tom Lapsby off relatively early, was that because it was kind of 
find the job done and, and, and you want to protect him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Um, it was important that he, he got out there. Um, it's a confidence thing now, you know, when somebody has a, uh, a few injuries after one another with a playing in between, obviously it's that confidence of can I run the fastest, jump the highest, you know. Um, and so that was a good game to get Tom's confidence back. And when he gets it back, he's a great, great player for us. He played his part as well, but uh, as others did, every, everybody in that game at Eastbourne affected the game. That's the important thing. I thought the new lads done well, they came in, they've come in and, and done quite well. Um, done very well. I suppose Archie was new to everybody and he, uh, I thought he had a very solid, good game. So, pleased with that. Each time you find one of them, you think, oh, great, we've got a player that's a first-team player competing for a squad place. Um, what's his best position, do you think? <laughs> Archie's. Oh, oh, well, I don't think Bournemouth, Bournemouth know either, but because he's good, in, he can play left-sided centre-half, for sure. He can play left-back, as he, as he did, and he can play as a left-wing-back. So you've got somebody that can you know, work all their positions and when he plays at left back and Moxie's at centre half, he's got that experience and, and Moxie's got that you know, person that can get up and down and support Mox, get up still and then still get back. You know, it's a, it's a good little partnership, trying to get little partnerships all over the, all over the pitch. And, uh, Dan Martin obviously out at the moment, yeah. that little element of yeah, I don't, I don't think Dan Martin's that far away, but you know, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, and then we had this opportunity because, you know, you need cover for Mox as well. You know what I mean? Now, with all due respect, Dan's five foot nothing, and no, he's not. He's uh, you know, five nine or something. He's not a left sided centre half. Whereas Archie, at five eleven, six foot, can play. He's got a good lead on him, so we brought him there uh, for that, brought him here for that reason as well. Your, your teams tend to get better as every season goes on. You, I, I think you always work hard on that and everything. How frustrating is it sometimes when you know what they're capable of achieving and we're in this spell at the moment where they do it every three games or whatever you want to call it. Do you, does it? Do you get tougher with them, or do you? Is your instinct to get tougher with them, oh, yeah. or, or your, your instinct, um, your experience? You know, some need different things. Somebody needs a rollicking. Somebody else needs uh, some confidence. And you know, you can't always give them confidence. You have to <coughs> obviously you have to judge the right time. But what we know is, is that eventually, um, you know, we, we get them right. We, over the last couple of years, we haven't had a lot, of, a lot of luck with, you know, players leaving and us having to build again. And so, Rome weren't built in a day. Sometimes you, you know, you don't turn somebody into Harry Kane, you know, in, in a month. Um, but, you know, we, we help these people. Uh, because we have a gut feeling when we first bring them in that they're going to be 
good players for us and, and get us where we want to be, which is a promotion. So, and we've still got those, absolutely, we've got those thoughts after players and uh, we have to take the, the pros and cons as they, as they come up. Um, can I ask you, um, there's talk of introducing sin bins into, uh, into football. Have, have you seen this? Have you got any thoughts on this? So uh, I think players will be allowed to come back on a bit like in rugby. Yeah. Well, as long as they're doing it, not doing it, the managers, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be, I might be in that bin for a little while, but um, I don't know. They're, they're, you know. People that think about these things, sometimes they've got to come up with something every every so often now um, I think we've messed around with the rules you know being someone that's been around a long time in the game um, and so every year it seems like we got to have different different rules and regulations and they stay in for a little while and then they forget about them you know um, but uh, it is what it is and we'll take on whatever it is they uh, they do I I prefer not to radically change rules because um, the you know, association football, as it was, I think, is was a good was a good product. And um, it's difficult when when some people are making sometimes wrong wrong decisions they don't mean to, and so you're going to lose somebody for ten minutes, and then they're now saying if somebody's injured, even if he gets fouled, he's got to go off for a minute. And it's all of a sudden you've got to be thinking of all these things, and the referee's got to be. And it depends what they're giving it, you know, giving it for, and what the what the rule is for giving somebody a sin bin. And then it's how they interpret it. You interpret it differently to you. You know, we all interpret things differently because it's never a hard and fast rule, is it? You know. So I can't say whether I'm for it or against it uh, until I've until I've seen it. But um, I think it's a, a big rule change that's not necessary, if you want my actual opinion, for that's the first time I've really thought about it. But. One of the things that, it, that occurs to me is, is if you've got a player who's taken off for 10 minutes at the height of a match, he's warm, he's running around, etc. he stands around for 10 minutes before he comes back on, yeah. does that increase the possibility of that player Getting injured. Getting injured yeah. or, or, or doing something. And we're only, you know, let, let me get it in again. We only get three, three subs. Everyone else across you know, the football world get yeah. five subs. That's seven. We can only use three. So you're going to start seeing the, um, the, the, the static bikes again. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, where that's people what we're doing have, rugby, yeah. Or you're going to have to have a, a, somebody that's getting these players in the gym around the back, you know, in, behind, in the dressing room or on a grass bit because some of the clubs have got grass bits and they'll keep them warm by doing that. That's, that's now what you're going to have to do. Um, yeah. I'll judge it when I see it, but my initial thoughts are, why do we need that? You know, it's a bad foul, you send somebody off. Um, you know, that's, that's how I feel. Sure. Um, just quickly back to Saturday, uh, injury-wise, any uh, fresh worries or anybody coming back? You've already talked about Dan. Uh, yeah, interesting. Um, we've uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Dolan has been called back. Um, 
they're struggling at the minute for, for players that, you know because they've had a few injuries and it was always you know you, you sign a player up until January but it's always a 28 day recall and it's 28 days unfortunately this and and Lee very much apologising um, but we had him for a month we could get him in the near future but at this moment in time that we he needs they've they've called him back uh, and he's done well for us but it gives somebody else a, an opportunity um, and uh, who else did you say? Well, I was just asking in, in general about injuries. Yeah, well, Ace is still touch and go, really, you know, with his, uh, his, yeah, with, with his injury. Um, so I don't think there'd be necessarily anybody new this this week. Um, but, um, yeah, and then you're, you're looking after the ones that have played on Tuesday uh, because you know, we've had a couple of tough trips. And uh, but we'll, we'll get them ready and we'll get them flying because I think they, even though it was a, a tough trip, I could tell that the atmosphere of the group was good. Nobody was moaning about anything, and that was all. And so we, we got, you know, once you get that group that are all comfortable with each other and um, are happy with long trips, happy with their own uh, fitness, if you like. Then um, there's more positives than, than negatives. I believe the uh, Supporters Trust are planning a protest yes. after the match on Saturday against the board. Do you have a message for the fans at all? Difficult to have a message, isn't it? Because whatever you say, some will say that's nice and some will say, no, we don't agree with that. But um, if during the game the boys put their normal effort in and we get our game going and we score some goals and you know, we we win the game then um, you know then at least people would have enjoyed the game what they do after that is out of, out of my uh, remit if you like you know what I mean it's uh, people got their, they'll have their views and that but um, you know, what can you say it'd be better I'm sure there'd be a positive support hopefully during the game um, it's a shame when it gets to those those sort of uh, levels and you know, uh, it can't be sorted out and you know some people don't like to be proved wrong so if you, you know they got a little bit of negativity about them then sometimes that neg negativity stays with you anyway whether we're losing or, or winning but um, you know, I spoke to all the fans that went to, I tried to get round nearly all of them that were there early at, at uh, Eastbourne and just thanked them because I knew how long that trip was. And then, you know, the, 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 club, the club does what it does out of genuinity, if that's the word. You know, they're, they're making decisions that are genuine and not, not out as I do. But um, as I say, it's not my remix, so I won't go into it. I'm there. To, produce a football team that's going to entertain. Um, I think we're the third best goal scorers in, in the league as far as that was concerned. I know people want us to be at the top at this moment in time, but um, we've shown enough to know that a little bit of consistency will get us up there. So um, it'll be a shame, but you know, it is, it is what it is. 
Because I don't think any talkie fan could ever accuse you of not talking to them and fronting up. I think the, the problem is that the board never really talked directly to the fans. Well, that's, that's for the board to you know, make that, that decision. All I know is, is that you know, they're, they're always available for, for us um, when we need to talk to them, of course. Talk to them, certainly, George, nearly every day. The big thing is, is that the respect I have uh, and Downsy has for what they actually do. You know, maybe they should tell everybody exactly what they do every day, I don't know, but all I can be is be as honest as I can and say that you've got two, three, four, you know, like Mel, George, Clark, genuine people, and that's why I've been here, and that's why I've stayed here, and that's why I've been here five years. Because actually, if you look at it, we've had success. The first season, you know, I'm the same as I was five years ago when we won this, this league. I'm the same as I was three, four years ago when we got to the, the final and should have got promoted. And then we lost all our players. So, there's, you know, because of, we've done so well that people snapped them up, of course. Then we had to rebuild, and the board allowed me to rebuild. So, you know, I don't want to spoil the thunder of what's happening now. Uh, I think yeah, there's, there's been a good step to, um, uh, to engage, but some people won't engage with it because they've already made their mind up, and some will. So at least you know, the two, two parties are need to be happy about what they're talking about of course but um, I think you know, we've we got to keep winning football matches and we've got to win the league and then when we get oh, win the league get promoted um, we can look back at it and see you know, who, who we've kept which fans we've kept and which ones we haven't but I'm telling you now the board and this football club is a genuine football club and don't forget how long I've been around and how many football clubs and how many chairmen and CEOs and, uh, that I've, I've been with. So be careful you know, what, you, what you wish for because there's some genuine people. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. So good chat with Gary yeah. this morning. A couple uh, of, um, interesting chat with Gary. Obviously, he revealed about Car Callum Dolan. Karen Dolan? Karen Dolan? Have um, you got a sister called Karen? He might well have. <laughs> uh, he popped his head in. Did uh, he? After yeah. the... Um, the uh, Tapes have stopped rolling, yeah. as, as we like to say in the business. Tapes rolling. <laughs> um, and we were having a discussion about other things, uh, us journos and Gary and Aaron. Um, he popped his head in and Gaffer basically said, yes, I've heard. Um, yeah. I'll come and have a chat with you in a minute. Uh, didn't look happy. See, I, I think he's been enjoying it here, yeah. judging by his Twitter feed. He's been playing so well. Yeah, he think, scored a cracking I think he's a bit gutted that he's going Tuesday. back. Not to say that he... Probably will enjoy himself if he's playing on, on Saturday, sure but um, I think he'd like to have stayed a bit yeah. longer, done a bit more. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, yeah. both of them, both the lads from Fleetwood. Theo Williams is a good player in there. Yeah. We haven't quite seen it yet, no. but he nearly got a goal up at Dartford on Saturday. If you can hear any strange noises, it's my dog licking my hand. Yeah, yeah it's slightly disconcerting, Rich, but <laughs> um, we'll, we'll move on swiftly. Um, so, 
The elephant in the room then, well, there are a couple of elephants in the room. Yeah. I'm not being rude about you, dog. <laughs> One of them is, uh, you know. Bertie, Bertie's a sturdy lad sturdy these days, lad. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he is. But uh, um, let's talk about Clark Osborne's statement um, in the... You're not going to call it an interview? Not really. No. Um, it, in another part of the local press, we need to divorce two things here, Rich. The weird... We have misgivings about it, but on two grounds. One, I'm stamping my little feet because I didn't get the interview with Clark Osborne. Let's bet you are as well. No. No? No. Um, I'm pleased that he is finally, like I said in my column, which I... Your column is excellent, by the way. It's in the Herald Express. It's also at Devon Live. I am pleased that he um, he's given an interview to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised it's the Torbay Weekly. Um, and Jim uh, Parker, who is our former boss, of he course, is. at the yes. Herald Express, yeah. um, has conducted it. I'm not surprised about all that because they've had a cosy relationship since the, the, the newspaper launched. I don't think that's unfair to say that. Well, Tor- Torbay Story, which is the sponsor of the Away Kit, is a project that um, Jim's heavily involved yeah. in. Yeah. Um, it's a promotion of Torbay on the wider government playing field and has been very successful now if i was jim i would have kept my powder dry and just released the the interview uh, yeah. when the paper came out because by releasing a tweet saying that the interview was going to be in this week's paper this thursday's yeah. paper um it gave me the opportunity to write that column because i knew it was going to happen <laughs> and it gave me the opportunity yeah. to list the questions that had to be asked and hopefully answered yeah. Um, none of those questions were asked. Well, so, I mean, run me through again, Rich, you, your thoughts on what the actual key questions are that we, well, the still, key we quest- still need answers to. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to close the door. Hang close on a second. Door. I'll keep talking while you go over and, <laughs> and close the door. Um, because, as you say, there were, you know, there were questions that were unanswered and you listed them in, in your piece. In so, the, yeah, I mean, the, the key ones are basically, you know, what's happened to the five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the five-year plan was obviously put into practice when they took over. The, COVID happened as well. So there's a, you know, but we'd just like to know where we are on the five-year plan. Yeah. Are they still looking to build a, a stadium somewhere? Well, I guess they are. I think he did answer that one. Mm-hmm. Um what happens if if the club doesn't go up this season? Does it go uh, part time? Now I did note that that was addressed in the interview. However, it was addressed in brackets, as if he didn't actually say it, but it was inferred. So they mm. won't go part time. Apparently, um, will they be able to to have a, a fan on the board, which was promised? you know at some point yeah w- would there be an opportunity for a trust to, to work closer with the board um, will think- there be a fans forum what happens if the money dries up the, those are the kind of questions I was hoping that would be we would be asked and possibly answered I think that the questions about fans involvement are very important yeah um, it's an interesting question what happens what would happen if Gaming International want their money back. I yeah, mean, I know yeah. it's not as simple as having shoveled six million pounds into because you know they're they're a big enterprise and they move money around yeah. between themselves. Yeah. Now, you know, I I, I just think there is a the the the, um, the lack of communication is 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 definite, for want of a better uh, cliche. Um, this wasn't communication, really. No. I don't think uh, if if they think that's going to help. Get, if if the if, if the people who run the club think that that statement in the, in the newspaper uh, yesterday 
is going to quieten fans or, or stop them thinking, mm. making things up even, you know, because yeah. when, when there is no communication, you leave a massive void for people to make things a up. A vacuum, a vacuum, yeah. stuff rushes in. Yeah. And I wonder to what extent the... Really? Um, <laughs> the statement and the... Uh, the offer of an online fans forum uh, has come as a result of the support trust. I hope, and the I hope it I has. Hope it has. I hope it yeah. has. I hope that they've had a had a little think and thought. Well, at least we can try and do some kind of fans forum. Yeah. Although I note that it's not face to face. No. But I. I mean, on that, I did jot a couple of things down on. Okay, that. you read them out. I'll go and get that bloody dog. <laughs> if you're going to ask the questions in the online forum, focus those questions. Because they, I mean, they'll only get round to answering half a dozen questions, probably. Yeah. Make sure that we all ask the same half dozen questions yeah. or as close as we can. I think we all if, know what the questions are. If people are. go rambling off and say, Clark, what's your favourite colour? And will, would a badger or a baboon win a fight between the two? Um, like they used to in smash hits and things okay. like that. Uh, we're not going to get anywhere. So Which would win focus. a fight between a badger and a baboon? It's a good question. Very good question. <laughs> and what is Clark's favourite colour? <laughs> Yellow, obviously. It's got to be, yeah. Um, but it has to be focused. The same questions that, you know, people have got the same half dozen questions. If people go off at a tangent, then the club will be, they've just got too many questions. Don't, don't give easy more. questions for them to be able to choose. Exactly. So be polite, be respectful, but yep. be focused. Yeah. And ask, let's ask the same questions so that we have to get answers to those questions. So will you be sitting in this weekend? Will I be sitting in? Yeah, as in the sit-in at the end of the, the sit-in process. I will certainly be there. I will be hopefully interviewing people at yeah. the sit-in. Um, I'm not going to... I'm, I, that's You're going to be walking around. It's fudging the question. You're going to really, be walking around, yeah. not sitting um, in. I, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, and I'm I think everybody's got a right to protest. Yeah. I imagine the club will allow the protest to take run its course. Just before trying to they, enter the they, ground. They'd be unwise to do anything else, really. No. Just let it take its course. It's 15 minutes of some people shouting at an empty director's box. It's, it's fine. But I think it's very, very important, that regardless of the result on Saturday, that for the good of this continuing campaign to get some supporter recognition, yeah. that the protest is respectful of course i don't yeah. i don't mean we all have to stand there and you know wring our hands and say please listen to us but it's it has to be done properly if people go flying off the handle and shouting and swearing which did happen at dartford yeah on saturday that is not going to progress you know it might help people get things off their chest but it's not yeah. going to progress the I course did talk to nick broderick who is of course the chairman of uh, the trust uh, of tust um, about this, um, I did question him a couple of times about what happens if this, I mean, they've written to the stewards, the stewards supposedly know, the police yeah. know, the club knows, the council knows, <laughs> everyone knows, Rudy knows, Rudy knows, <laughs> um, yeah. like, everyone knows what's going to happen. But what happens if, if I'm not saying it's been decided or not, but if, if the stewards want to move people on before that 15 minutes is up? It would get extremely tense yeah. and extremely awkward. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it's a good idea because I think there is there is there is too many possibilities for things to go slightly pear shaped. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you need to play into that kind of situation if we'll, you know what I mean. 
Um, by all means, protest in other ways. I suggested going to Brixham and watching them in the FA Vars. I mean, you know. That would help your local yeah. club, wouldn't it? Yeah, or help but, any local club. But uh, I don't think it's in um, the right way to go personally, but I will defend the, the Talk United Supporters Trust yeah. uh, decision to do a protest. And, you know, anybody who thinks that, anybody who's critical of the Supporters Trust doing it needs to sort of think about what it is that's brought them to this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. The Supporters well, I, Trust... I, I asked a question in, in that column, you know, it's what happens when is this what happens when you take fans for granted yeah and the supporters trust is not a bunch of young lads in stone island no, is it the supporters no. trust is a bunch i'd of, like to see nick in stone island <laughs> it's a bunch of well-meaning thinking people they yeah. most of them of quite mature years let's yeah. say yeah, yeah yeah um you know these aren't hotheads no these no. are people who aren't who won't think of mounting protest without thinking about passionate, it. Passionate, intelligent people who yeah. have been ignored for too long. Precisely. And there was a promise of fan representation on the board. And as of yet... Nothing. Can you say as of yet? As yet, that promise yeah. hasn't been fulfilled. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about football. I went to Dartford on How Saturday. How was that, guy? Awful. <laughs> I was in, oh, I was I was in London. There. I was visiting family in London. I thought, I'll get the train over to Dartford. Yeah. Watch a game. I went to Dartford once. I got I got fined because I didn't realise it was at the end after the uh, end of the the tube tickets. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I described the performance at Dartford in my report on Radio X as feeble, and I would stand by that. It was awful. Um, I know there were some worst people, performance of the season. The worst I've seen, for sure. The worst. I mean, it was it was marginally worse than Western Supermare. Put it that way. Um, I'm just picking up a dog, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best to keep them quiet. It was a strange afternoon. It's a lovely little club, by the way. It's a lovely Dartford. little ground. and I mean, it's probably Smashing aged a bit ground. since 15 years ago or whatever when I went, but it was, it was nice, a lovely little nice ground. nice little ground. Yeah. Great view from anywhere in the ground. Yeah. Stewarding, everything very friendly, very welcoming. It, was, it ticked all the boxes apart from the match itself. Yeah, uh, it didn't sound good, Guy, no. I have to tell you. Do you know what? One thing, I'm staying off the pitch for a minute. The oh, by the way, fans, I got you. you I didn't. I didn't realise you were in that photo I put in the paper. I'm there with my orange hat. Yeah, I didn't realise you were in it because because <laughs> uh, you obviously know the way that the papers put together. When the, when when you drop a photo in, yeah, it, it, it it's not quite the quality. No. Uh, that you'll see later on. So I dropped it in and, and processed it. Was I pixelated? Well, you were pixelated at the time. Obviously, <laughs> that's not how it comes out in the paper. But you were at the time when I looked at it on my screen. So I didn't notice you in your beret. I was there, mate. I was there. But the interesting thing was that the Dartford fans and the Torquay fans were in two groups side by side on the terraces yeah. behind one goal. Yeah. Separated by a couple of very good-natured stewards in high vis. Excellent absolutely no bother whatsoever good stuff um it was it it was a cracking football away day experience apart from the actual match yeah uh, so what went wrong on the day guy and then what went right at, at eastbourne hard to tell I, I mean dartford the whole of the second half and the first half hour of the game was really even they were two pretty poor sides yeah scrapping without very much intent but there were 15 minutes where Torquay just fell completely to pieces yeah. and Dartford did everything right they scored yeah. three goals and there's no way we were coming back from that it's a long way to go for a, for a game like that isn't it yeah. if you're a fan or even yeah. if you're a player um, 
So yeah. what went right at Eastbourne? Hard to what, five, five changes. Five I can't changes. remember very often Gary making five changes. No. Now some of them I think were a reaction to Dartmouth, obviously a Dartmouth. 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 It's, when we're beat, we, beaten three 0 by Dartmouth, then I will really be wrong. On Saturday, Torquay would not have beaten Dartmouth. <laughs> Although Dartmouth are at a bit of a low ebb at the moment. Yeah, so. Even so. Um, uh, two words that um, sum up why Torquay were better on Tuesday. Go on. Tom Lapsley. Well, you only I, managed I, an hour, but... He only took him off because it was job done. He, he, he says that in the interview. I said to him, you know, is that why you took Tom Lapsley off? And he went, yep. I have figures that prove your point about Torquay being better. When Tom Lapsley's when, playing. With Tom Lapsley this season, we've played... This is league games only. Okay. We've played 13 games. We've won nine, drawn one, lost three. That's 28 points out of a possible 39, 71.8% success rate. Wow. Without Tom Lapsley, we've played six, won one, drawn none, lost five... Three points out of eighteen. Wow. Sixteen point six seven percent. That's an extraordinary set of figures statistics. Proof that Tom Lapsley makes. So when I've been writing, Torgy are never as good without Tom Lapsley as they are with him. You're absolutely absolutely right. Absolutely right. I don't. I don't think it's. You know. It's It's not a coincidence. I mean, it's not just Tom Lapsley. But much as we love him, it's not just Tom Lapsley. But it's no coincidence. He, He. when he's in the midfield, it makes it harder yeah. for other teams to get through that midfield. And he does create things for us as well. And isn't it great now that we've got Tom Lapsley playing again, playing alongside Callum? Oh, mm. damn it. If only. <laughs> if only. But, I mean, there were good things. Like you said, before Dartford, the injury list was Dawson, Jarvis, Holstead, Lapsley, Hanson, Krask, Martin and Donnellan. Dan Martin, by the way, the forgotten man of Playmore. Could be back soon, apparently. Good, yeah. good. Uh, Holstead and Lapsley both back for yeah. the Eastbourne game. Don't think Reese Lovett did much wrong. No, no. He doesn't fill you with as, as much confidence as, as Holstead does, but then Holstead's a very good goalkeeper. He is a very good goalkeeper. So, I mean, those were the key things. Shooter McGavin is on yeah. superb form at the so, moment. So, uh, did you watch the game on, on the stream? No, I watched the I, highlights. I watched Again, the stream, I, was, yeah. I was covering an Exeter City Council meeting on oh, Tuesday really? night. How jolly much fun. It's been fun. a busy week, mate. Wow. Busy, busy week. You weren't covering an Exeter City nil-nil draw then? I was not. <laughs> no, no. It was Exeter City Council. Oh, it's Executive Committee at Exeter as well. What, what a great life you lead. <laughs> <laughs> Four goals, all from outside the box. Yeah, I, I can't well, remember four goals being scored all from outside the box in one game. That's That was extraordinary. They were great strikes. All they of were. Them. I'm giving Brett McGavin the free kick because it was right on the line, but it must have been outside the box or it would have been a penalty. Yeah, no, so, it, it was right on the line. So they're all outside. Yeah. Brad Ash's goal was the best of the four, oh, I thought. Good on him as well because he's been working really hard. And if I hear Domini and say how much how hard Brad <laughs> has, has been working in there brilliant uh, I, I switched to Talk United from, from Radio Devon sorry Radio Devon guys but I do like uh, Dom and, uh, and Ian's yeah. uh, commentaries so I've been listening to you guys um, and they constantly have been going on about how well Brad Ash how hard he's been working up front and not getting a goal it's good to see him get that goal what a sweet Oh, it was a beauty. And another thing on Brad Ash, going back to the debacle of Dartford for a moment, after the game, um, all got a bit angry for a while after the game, but players 
and Aaron Downs, Gary Johnson, obviously, as he said before, he, if he comes across, he thinks he's just going to make things worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, can understand I can understand that. that. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Downs came over um, a certain part of the way. A lot of the players came over a certain part of the way. Uh, Brad Ash made it into the six-yard box. He came right over to the fans. <laughs> um, but um, Dean Moxie and... Thank you, boys. Dean Moxie and Asa Hall actually came across to the rails. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it was because I mentioned Dean Moxie. It was. He's I think. a favourite. They love him. They love him, those boys. But they came across to the rails, had a chat with the fans. I didn't hear what was going on. Um, that's not on Arsene Wenger. I didn't hear what was going on <laughs> diplomatically. I was genuinely too far away. I didn't hear yeah. what was going on. I'm sure they, 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 they were, you know... That was just, in, good words, just interesting, the right words. interesting that yeah. they came across. But anyway, back to the Eastbourne game. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it's, it, it is so strange. This season, more than any other, um, one minute you're thinking, wow, this team is atrocious. Yeah. And then the next game you're thinking, wow, this team are world beaters. I mean, it's, I know you we're only playing Dartford and we're only playing... Eastbourne Borough and we're only playing Tunbridge Angels but we, we can only play who is in front of us this season uh, and uh, there is a case made by some people that we should be beating everyone 4 or 5 nil, but it's not it's the not way for it works sometimes the, that theory that we came I mean Yeovil have had a little slip now haven't they well since, since we beat them yeah but that theory that we came up with in a couple of podcasts ago about oh, in fact it might have been the last one about we should be really enjoying this because we're sixth in the league, we're still in a cup, we're scoring loads of goals, we've got two winnable home games coming up. We should be absolutely on the crest of a wave, but we're not. I don't want to remind Gary of something that he got wrong, but he <laughs> did on. point out when we were when we were ninth or whatever, and then we dropped down to 12th after he said it, but he did point out that it might be some time before we're back in the top seven. And there we are. <laughs> and there we are. One game later. It's amazing how you can go up six places with one win. Now, I know yeah. there was only one other game on, on the day. And Maidstone are now second. I know. Oh, what is going on Who'd with this have thought? What is, But it does mean that if Maidstone can get up there, we can get back Yeah, up yeah, there. yeah. We're not that far away. Look at the table. We'll have a good think. That's it. So we look ahead to Saturday. Tombridge yeah. Angels. Yeah. Who we've played once before. Do you know what? And we lost. I, 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 what it is about Tom, Tombridge Angels is I think of the weeping angels in, in Doctor Who. You know, those angels okay. that, that yeah, move towards you when you've oh, got your eyes, when you're looking that. away. So let's hope they play like that because if... It, if they're cast in stone like yeah. that, then um, yeah, that'll be good. We'll get around them. Do you know it's our first league game at home since Yeovil on November the 7th? Yeah, it's, it's been a long wait, isn't it? It has. Um, yeah, it's played about time. Um, but Tombridge Angels are on an eight-game unbeaten run. Is it eight? Moment. Is it Gary eight said he, he thought it was seven? But oh, he eight, might be right. It? I thought. No, it was that's eight. all right. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't check his quote. I just used his quote. So. Uh, yeah, we played uh, December twenty twenty one. We lost them in the FA Trophy. Yeah. Danny Wright scored for us. Yeah, back day. in the days when you know you thought of uh, Tombridge Angels as a team that you were only ever going to meet in in a cup competition or a trophy. But they're up to ninth now. They're only one point behind us. Yep. They're on a little bit of a run. Yeah, they've, they've got a couple of uh, guys that are scoring goals mm. as well. And they've just signed Obed Yeboah. Yeah, from Truro. from Truro. And he is the nephew of Tony Yeboah. He is, yeah. You knew all this, didn't you? Well, I, I knew that he was because obviously I, I do work yeah. on the Cornish papers. But but he's decent. He's a striker. You know, yeah. He's been playing in a poor Truro side. Yeah, very moment. poor Truro side. I bet... I, I know Paul Warren a little bit and I have, I've interviewed him on occasions 
I bet he's not happy. No. no. Do you think he's going to try and hammer one in off the underside of the bar like his uncle did? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Goal of the season contender. Maybe. As long as we're four or five up yeah. by then. Yeah. But Mark Holster won't want to. It won't be better than anyway. Brad Ashes, though. Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. They were all such good Yeah, they were great goals. Let's not dwell on the one. If that's the last thing Callum Dolan does for us, <laughs> then what a goal. I wonder if he'll come back. There's nothing to say you There's can't There's nothing to say he twice. can't come back later on in the season, and I think Gary would want him back. Yeah. F- f- from the look at his face <laughs> this yeah. morning, I think he'd like to come back. But then, of course, he might go there, score a couple of those goals for them, and suddenly yeah. he's in the team and he's playing in League, League One. So, you know. The little run of games that he's had in the Torquay team. Oh, um, Rudy. <laughs> with you know, lots of little twists and turns and drag backs. I'm not sure what the name is for that thing that he does. Yes, and he drags the ball back under his feet and then twists around and moves off in the other direction. Yeah. Which is very clever. And he did two of them in a row in the game that we won against Yeovil. And I thought, I've never seen anybody do that before. I've got a dog in my face. You've got a dog in your face. I can vouch for that. Um, <laughs> listeners, you can't see what I can see. Uh, Richard has a dog in his face. Uh, we follow the Tombridge Angels game on Tuesday with Weymouth. home to Weymouth. That was the game that was that was the game that was postponed because they were playing a Dorset County yeah. Cup game. Really, I don't even know who they were playing. No. We never bothered looking it up, no. did we? we probably, probably someone be. like I don't know. They're eight, they're eighteenth, but they've only lost one in seven. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? So they're going, and of course, it's yeah. Brad Ash's f- uh, former club. He was yeah. with them last year. Keelan O'Connell is there. He is. I, I liked him. It's a shame he never really... Didn't really get a run no. in... Or when he did get a run in the team, didn't he didn't really quite do enough it, yeah. to impress, did he? Yeah. So there was... Well, we'll see what he's like. Um, a little Keelan O'Connell fact. When we beat them 3-0 on March the 26th, 2022, with goals from Stephen Wern, Armani Little and Danny Wright... Um, Dean Moxie, Tom Lapsley, Mark Holstead and Dan Martin were in the Torquay wow. team. Wow. And Keelan O'Connell um, came on a sub. Right. So he's, um, he's played on both sides of that particular Yeah. One. Uh, we've played them ten times before and we've won eight of those. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Let's yeah. not let that oh, slip. Oh, goodness, no. But theoretically, by ten o'clock on Tuesday night, yeah. we could be third or fourth. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> I mean, um, um, and yet yeah. still there's rumbling discontent, Well, uh, understandable. There is rumbling discontent, but I think it's fired by the fact that, that there's discontent about the board sometimes spills over into the team. Mm. Um, oh no, there's the postman. <laughs> we might have to pause this for a moment then. <laughs> Let's see how long it takes them the for them to realise. Yeah. Um, I... I, I Gary is right when he said that you know we are we are sick from the table, and, and not that far off of of, no. of being second at the moment. It's not a bad place to be. And that's with a team that hasn't currently got Kevin Dawson, Aaron Jarvis, Ryan Hansen, Finney Crass, Dan Martin, or Sean Donnelly, and uh, Asa Hall. And Asa Hall, of course, yes, because yes, he missed Tuesday, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, he put a lot into Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the the the, the worst bit about Dolan going back is now we, we we literally have a midfield to choose from of two. Because yes. of the other injury injuries, we which do. is which is uh, uh, obviously Brett McGavin and um, Tom Lapsley. Because Callum Dolan came in to replace Will Jenkins Davis, yeah, didn't yeah. he? And now we have neither we of have those neither. two, and we have Tom Lapsley, who is sixty minutes fit, maybe yeah, maybe ninety not minutes fit. fit. 
if you put it this way, I think if you had a team that was winning and you could keep the same team uh, and you could and, and the stats didn't show you that you are much better with Tom Lapsley in it with, than without, then I think Tom Lapsley wouldn't be playing at the moment because no. he probably wouldn't be fit and deemed fit enough. So in theory, are we possibly without Ace Hall? Saturday? I think so. Yeah. We are possibly without Ryan Hansen, who yeah. would fit in there, and Sean Donlan. And Sean Donlan. Um, I don't think. Obviously, obviously, Sean Donlan has played at right back, and yeah, you know, this season as well. But he can play in midfield, so that's why I've added him as midfielder. I don't think we're going to get any any further injury, injury no. players back. So I think this is it. This is it. So the midfield is is a little bare. Yeah, isn't it? Although we've got lots of wingers. We have lots of yeah. things. We could always... And you could always drop uh, Lewis uh, Collins into midfield, I think. Who do you play up front with Brad Ashto? Then well, you play Williams. Jack Stobbs up you alongside Williams, him. You play Theo Williams, don't you? Play Theo Williams up there. Yeah. Although I'm not sure Theo Williams is... Uh, is Yet. he... I think Theo Williams is the kind... Of, I'm sure Gary would do this if he had the luxury of doing it. He's a player to bring on off the bench. I'm yeah. not sure he's quite at a stage in his career where he starts up front yet. Yeah. But if he goes and scores a couple of goals, I'll be very happy to apologise yeah, to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think sounds outrageous, this, but I don't think the squad's too bad at the moment. It's just bloody mm. injuries. It is. It is. And we need a midfield player. Yeah, we need a midfield player. Without a place, Mr Dolan. Here comes I would Postman. discount a return for Will Jenkins Davis. WJD, is he yeah. fit again? Well, apparently he... In, I, I don't know. I'm not going to... I don't know, but I think he might be back soon. Well, Gary did say when he went back to Plymouth... That, that he, he wanted would, him back, yeah. yeah. Now, if he's fit... Um, and we have a hole in the midfield... Yeah, we're trying to talk over dogs barking at a post. People will love this. People yeah. love your dogs, Rich. They absolutely love them. <laughs> My neighbours don't. <laughs> but Posty is... Um, bringing your Christmas presents I'll keep talking while you go and, and do things with the door again there we are because to be honest we've reached that point in the podcast where we lean heavily on Julian yes um, uh, I, I, yeah, this is I was going to mention this anyway Terry Venables died at the week and it's yeah. passed away that's one of my pet hates that when I started as a journalist all those years ago they said you never ever say past or passed away, you always just say somebody died. It's yeah. more respectful. Of course it is, because that's what's happened. Exactly. But um, all, even but even the BBC said today that Terry Venables has passed away. Well, not Ted this week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, Terry Venables died this week. Very sad, big character. Great character. Wrote Hazel. Do you remember Hazel? Yeah. Hazel. There was a photo of him this week, uh, uh, after the news, of him sitting... So I, I guess it would be Euro 96 or maybe on, around that period, but him sitting shirtless, drinking a beer at a table with some of the players. And I just thought, what other football, what other England manager would ever have done that? No, no <laughs> possibly. No, you could see... I mean, you can't see Gareth doing it, can no, you? No, certainly not shirtless. No. You could see Bobby Robson sitting there drinking a yeah. beer with the players. yeah. Possibly even Roy Hodgson sitting there drinking a beer with the players, but not yeah, shirtless. not quite, not quite in the same way that he pulls it off. And Julian reminds us that it was Terry Venables who gave Steve Bold his two England yes, caps. Yeah. He was, who played uh, nine games for us on loan from Stoke City. Yes, before he went to Exeter. Arsenal. 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 
Um, and as well, also points out there's a very interesting FA Cup tie coming up this weekend. There's quite a few actually, but Horsham got back into the FA Cup having been beaten by Barnsley. That's right. They're back in because uh, Barnsley fielded an ineligible player. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Sutton in the second round. Yeah. Decent game that. There will be three ex goals available Won't for selection. Oh, I'm, well, they'll be in the squad anyway. Right, One of them okay. may have already played somewhere else. Cadell Daniel is there. Okay. Shaquille Colthurst is there. Yeah. And there was a story that uh, Julian found for us the other day which said that Dulwich Hamlet were announcing that Elliot Remain had left Dulwich Hamlet to concentrate on interests outside football. Okay. Which presumably means joining Horsham, because that's okay. what he's done. He's <laughs> a bit harsh on Horsham. Yeah. I uh, don't know if he's played in the cup for Dulwich Hamlet. He may have done already. Yeah. But um, Elliot Romain, Cadell Daniel and Shaquille Coulthurst are all at Horsham. All three of those players back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's in- interesting. Yeah. And Horsham back in the cup. They got a draw, didn't they, in the first round? Against I can't Barnsley. remember, but I know that someone, someone in the back room made a mistake somewhere, and that's terrible. When yeah. that happens. you've got to feel sorry for them, haven't you? They were swept aside, I think, yeah. in the replay. Um, so that's uh, the cup action. Truro, interesting news from our friends down the road. Truro have been uh, taken over by a Canadian consortium who also run the Cornish Rugby League team that has been professional for two years. This is interesting. They play at the third level of of rugby league. Uh, Obviously, Cornwall is a hotbed of rugby union, Mm -hmm. but the South is certainly not a hotbed of (laughs) rugby league. There have Um, been rugby league teams. Yeah, well, they are are a professional team. Good stuff. It'd be interesting to see what happens. They've pledged to take Truro back to Cornwall. Yeah, well, at the moment, um, the rugby league team is playing at Penryn. No, yeah, Penryn. 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 Um, don't know if that's a possibility. The, 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 the stadium for Cornwall is still up in, up in the air. Um, apparently, uh, about once every for three months, they're about to start digging the ground, and then it yeah. doesn't happen. Um, it's been reduced in size. It's a much smaller project than it ever was originally when it first came up. But that's where they're hoping that Truro will play. Yeah, alongside Cornish Pirates. Cornish Pirates, and probably now uh, Cornwall. Uh, they're called Cornwall Cornwall Rugby League Rugby League yeah and it was Peter Masters that had had Truro for donkey yeah. years hadn't he yeah and um, then uh, they got brought out by Cornish Pirates there's an interesting yeah. side to this story now I don't want to I don't want to go too far into it but Cornish Pirates owner the the, the company that owns the Cornish Pirates and mm-hmm. and, and did own Truro yeah launched a crowdfunding thing to save both clubs etc and put money into both clubs. People signed up, have pledged their money, but now they've sold one element of that package. Yes, of course. So I don't know how that's going to play out. What if you put some money in because you thought it was going to the football club, and now the football club's gone? Very interesting. Yeah. Questions, I mean, uh, uh, questions uh, uh, to ask. Uh, yeah. Let's legal legal minefield, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. <laughs> It's good to see that they're going back to Cornwall. I'm yeah. very happy that they're not going back well, they, to Cornwall. Well, they won't go back to Cornwall yet, will they? Yeah, I'm happy they're not going back before New Year because yeah. it means if we want to go and see Torquay play and we've only got to go down to Plymouth and not go all the way to Penryn or Truro Penryn. or yeah. Camborne or wherever they or end up. Penzance or Land, Land's End. There are a lot of good rugby grounds down there. There are, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if any of them can be repurposed though no. for um, dual use. Uh, if I remember rightly, the Penzance rugby ground is a proper nice. 
old-fashioned long grass mud in one corner rugby ground you've got a dog in your face again yeah. you? um so i'm not sure you'd be able to play football on that and finally as and they say finally is, uh the fa vars saturday saturday wall park yeah brixham afc yeah let's see i got it right for yeah. once against downton not, abbey not the abbey <laughs> not downton not the abbey <laughs> Uh, huge game for Brixham. Yeah, no, it is a great game for Brixham. Um, third round. They, they they got to the fifth round last year, so yeah. hence is why they came into the competition this season so late, because they were one of the last 16. Um, to get to the, 15, uh, the fifth round again would be brilliant, but Downton are a decent side. This is not a free pass, is it? No. Way? I mean, no. they look... They're, they're on the same level in the pyramid, aren't no, they? They're no, they're one below, but then, then that's what... That's what Brixham yeah. were last season, so it's um it's not a free hit. Fair to hit, be shot at once you get up to the level that you were playing at. Could playing be against. quite a game yeah. if you're not going to play more for whatever reasons. Charlie Hansen's not playing because he got a red card in that game you went to he watch. Did yeah. And what a daft red Charlie, if you're listening, what a daft red card it was. Yeah. Two, he came on a sub, he picked up two yellow cards in very quick succession, yeah. and then misses a Vars game, and that was a Devon Bowl game. And misses the Vars game. Yeah. Shame. As well, which is... Um, Good player. Yeah, well, he is. I mean, he's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. But they have others. They have other All game they changers. Do. All they do. They have some terrific players, Brixham. Um, and to get into the next round again. So if you're going, it's a lovely ground. Facilities are terrific. The view is great. And you can have a beer while you're watching the game. They'll make you very, very welcome yeah. at Brixham. They yeah. always do. Good stuff. Um, I think we're probably... I think we've talked for quite long enough. I think we've bought the dogs. <laughs> we have we bored the dogs into silence yeah. we've probably sent some of our listeners to sleep happy St Andrew's Day as we say it'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens at the end of the game it on will, Saturday it will fingers crossed it'll be much fine. will depend much will Do, depend on I've the written, results I've written the preview uh, which will go in the Western, Moors, Western Morning News Saturday and will be online tomorrow already I've just mm -hmm. written it before you came over and uh, I said exactly that yeah. It will depend on how the result, yeah. how talky play. Um, it could almost be a little celebratory kind of 15 yeah. minutes rather than an awkward one. The protest will happen. The tone of the protest depends on yeah. what happens on the afternoon. Yeah. And that's not really fair on the team, but no. the team got to win anyway. So. I know. It's, um, yeah, it kind of increases the, um, the jeopardy around yeah. the game, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but hey, that's what we're here for. And pontificating as we like to do it's football you know we're, we're mildly disgruntled supporters of the national league south team yeah. it's not gaza it's what you get it's yeah. so let's um let's keep it you know that that little dog that's barked all the way through this podcast yeah. and now we're about to finish he's falling asleep he's falling he? asleep on my knee yeah it's rather charming though <laughs> that little puffy little <laughs> puffy little paw there look Thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you at Playmore before, during and after the game. And after, <laughs> on yeah. Saturday. Like I, I said in my column, I'll, I'm there 15 minutes yeah. after the game anyway because I've got about 800 typos to iron out before I send it to Dan. And I'll be there hunting for people to interview. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Uh, but the, uh, the message that we finish with is always the same. We always support the club. Uh, we always support the team. And we finish as ever. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. Woof, woof. Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today Come on, you yellows Full of pride, buckle up